Welcome to the NatureVac podcast, where this season we are talking about web-free and the green economy. My name is Tarmo Virki, and today I'm speaking with Rob Cobalt from Beach Collective. Welcome, Rob, to uh, NatureVac. Thanks very much. Very nice to be here. To start off, tell us a few words about what is Beach Token? What are you guys doing? Is it related to Beach? (laughs) Yeah, it's certainly related to the Beach. Um, So Beach Token is the native currency of the Beach Collective, and we're a blue circular economy platform. Um, Really, the platform is powered by two pieces of technology. One is Beach Token, the currency. And Beach Token is a currency which internalizes the health of the planet into every single transaction. Um, you know, so we have this concept in economics that we externalize harm to the natural world. Obviously, it's a misnomer. There aren't there are no externalities. We are the natural world. They, we grew out of it, and so it's really bringing that back. And um, yeah, almost like in a, you know, there's these old beliefs that whatever you take, you give something back to the earth. It's kind of that same principle, right? Every time you use this currency, and it's really designed for everyday transactions, we're giving a tiny little bit back to the earth. Um, not only that, but the emissions of a beach token transaction are lower than the emissions of a Visa or MasterCard payment as well. Um, and the fees we take are lower as well. So that's technology number one. Technology number two is a social media platform, which rather than all our current platforms, which are designed to maximize ad revenue, and they come with all the unintended consequences and problems um, that we see and know very well. Uh, we designed a social media platform which is really intended to incentivize and reward planet-friendly behaviors by both individuals and organizations. Really, those two, those two um, types of incentives, basically your wallet and your reputation, are the most powerful incentive systems humans respond to. And so if we're going to shift the behavior of 8 billion people, we need to design those things consciously uh, rather than just letting the markets decide um, whichever social media platform is going to make the most money and who cares what happens to society or the planet. Exactly. Um, how did it start? What was the beginning point? So um, one of our founders, CT, he had a previous iteration of this. Um, in the previous iteration, which was called Earth, we started with the social media platform first, designed this very beautiful social media platform, um, but then struggled to attract users or struggled also to attract investment. Um, and we realized that actually the smartest to do it the other way around, launch the currency first, which we did at a fortuitous time because the markets were going crazy. Um, then you raise immediately masses of money to spend on clean oceans and blue carbon initiatives um and then you build the social platform afterwards and create spaces for people to earn and spend this currency in a more organic way uh how it has taken off i mean you said you launched at the worst possible time or no we we, we launched at a good time oh, sorry when the crypto markets were going crazy i mean obviously the crypto markets since then have gone downhill a bit but to be completely honest we're not that worried about the price at the moment mm. All these cryptocurrencies launch and then they, you know, try and pump the price with a whole load of hype and then surprise, surprise, it's hype. So the bubble bursts. Um, whereas we are far more interested in being treated and used as a currency. It's all about creating opportunities for people to earn and spend the currency like you'd earn and spend any other currency. And that, of course, takes time. 
And we are, you know, we're far more keen to do it right rather than rush it and, um, mm. you know, uh, uh, you know, go down the wrong path. So it's going very well. Um, we the social media platform is launched. The currency is fully functioning. We've also launched a piece of technology called BitPay, which basically allows you to transact this currency um, with anybody else anywhere in the world. Um, uh, and the beauty is that you don't even need a crypto wallet to earn or spend the currency, which is quite an unusual innovation in the Web3 space. And basically means that the currency is therefore a viable means of exchange for billions of people who wouldn't normally have access to crypto markets just because they lack the digital access or the know-how or whatever it is. Mm. I've noticed a little bit, uh, I've looked a little bit on the kind of geographies of the crypto adoption and and uh, it's quite surprising that actually in the countries where they're actually there may be the Western assumption of the technological advancements, the crypto adoption is much higher than we have in the Europe or uh, in the North America. Mm. Yeah, well, I think this is almost exactly, this is why, this is sort of, you know, why I think uh, uh, the crypto thing can be something a lot a lot different to what we think it is, you know. Um, of course, we've treated it as this, you know, crazy speculative investment tool, but really it's just the capacity to redesign money. Um, and of course, where are the places where often they lack liquidity or lack access to normal means of exchange? You know, we work in Kakuma refugee camp, for example. Um, and you know, it, we've shown that actually this cryptocurrency beach token could be a perfectly valid means of exchange in a refugee camp. Um, you don't have to be a sort of crypto nerd necessarily to benefit from the from the Web3 space, as long as we design it with, with those people in mind. Because like you say, they, they're the ones who, who need access to digital access and digital inclusion. Mm. Uh, you... Uh... Basically, Peach Token is related to the blue economy, but could you explain a little bit what's the what's the link there? How do you, uh, I mean, <laughs> how does the logic work? Yeah, sure. Um, so every single transaction, like I say, we take a, a fee, which is just less than the fee that Visa or Mastercard would take, and mm-hmm. certainly less than the fee Amazon or Shopify would take. And we split those fees three ways. Um, one third of the fee goes to clean oceans initiatives. So generally beach cleans and you know later we'll look at doing more kind of interesting recycling projects with that as well um the third the, the second third goes to blue carbon initiatives such as mangrove restoration mangrove restoration project in tanzania for example and then the third uh 33% of that fee goes towards us so just so we can pay my salary and keep the lights on etc um so that's the kind of ocean focus there uh, we recognize that the ocean is really our most powerful ally in the fight to tackle climate change, and yet it receives a paltry uh, percentage of fees which go to sort of sustainability initiatives. Very little goes towards the ocean. And we think there's a huge opportunity there, and we sort of see ourselves as a way to bring more finance into the space in a kind of innovative way um, that really meets everybody's interests. We then, of course, have to create places where you can spend the currency of course um, and so we're working with a lot of ocean friendly brands and we just had a conversation with effect uh, for example who make footwear out of um, waste um, and um, you know all of the brands that we work with ocean bottle as well um, you know are, are in some way um, you know linked or affiliated to the health of the planet or the health of the oceans in particular mm. uh, the uh, world cleanup day 
is something which uh, I, I, you, are you aware of? It's a kind of Estonian-born initiative, which basically I think they do a lot of beach cleaning annually around the world. There's possibly also a good kind of cooperation candidate. Yeah, absolutely. We spoke to them uh, a month or two ago mm. and hoping to partner up for this year's upcoming World Cleanup Day. Um, we did some, we did you know, a global cleanup on that day without even speaking last year, mm. um, just because that's what we do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this year hoping to collaborate and you know plan something together. Mm, absolutely. Uh, there's a lot of uh, initiatives uh, related, uh, also brands related to the sea. Uh, and I think then the kind of the general know-how of the sea challenge or the ocean challenge probably jumped a year or two ago when this Netflix uh, documentary came out, which was uh, tremendously popular. I don't remember, of course, the name from top of my head. You might remember. Seaspiracy. Exactly, exactly. That was probably the eye-opening moments for many, you know, young people around the world. Yeah, no doubt um, that, and you know, I think it's probably also worth um, giving some credit to Ambassador Peter Thompson, the UN Oceans Ambassador. I mean, the UN Oceans Conference is only, I think, three three years old. Three, it's the third or fourth version. Um, so that also is huge to have, you know, not just in terms of public awareness, but in terms of the actual way decisions are made to have a dedicated oceans conference to realize how important it is. Yeah, there's no doubt that sea spiracy massively moved the dial, um, particularly on ocean plastic and the problems with the industry, etc. Yeah. I think there's, yeah, I think there's a, it's 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 the right time for a technology like ours. Mm. Um, how do you tackle the uh, the challenge of uh, crypto? I mean, uh, you know, most people, especially these days, if you mention that you do something uh, green and in the crypto related, they will probably go, green is good, but why on earth do you do anything with a crypto here? How do you challenge that kind of, maybe for many people, a mental challenge? Yeah, totally. I mean, my background is in currency design, um, designing currencies for sustainability. Um, The fact that we're a crypto is more or less irrelevant we're just a currency we're just another type of money in the same way you know i could use moroccan dirham but i can't use Mm. that in london right so we're just another currency and i think if you kind of get that through to people the fact that we happen to be based on a blockchain is a bit like saying well we use fax machines like Mm. okay so what it's just the technology underneath it um the fact that you're using a fax machine or you're using you know an email has nothing to do with the content of the message um and in the same way the fact that something's based on a blockchain ha- has nothing really to do with whether it's going to be a force for good or a force for bad in the world you know, it's a bit like saying the internet is the force for good or bad it's like well, i don't know it depends how you use it right exactly. um so i think people kind of need to um, disentangle those two things in their mind and there's certainly an education piece there as well but there's no doubt that i think the crypto space has to look at itself because I mean, basically what we've done is kind of much like we did with the internet, to be honest, this amazing new technology came about with revolutionary capabilities to change the way we create money and the way we, um, you know, build trust. And basically what we've done is just plugged in the same broken mindset and worldviews and basically said, woohoo, how can we make as much money as possible? And you know what? You can do that, but like that's just it's just such a poor way to use this like technology with so much potential to improve humanity um so hopefully that will that will change over time but of course you know the real battle is not inventing new technologies the real battle is changing hearts and minds and worldviews and that um 
takes a different kind of of innovation or revolution. It it takes a different kind of revolution, and it, it often takes a different kind of time set or kind of the time span also, because you know people's habit changing people's habits is probably the most difficult things to change. Well, that's exactly it, and this is in fact focused on to a certain extent is we recognize that actually if you want to change your habits or change your behaviors, there are all these forces in the world that are actually shaping and conditioning the way that we live individually and the way that we relate to each other collectively. And our money, the way our money is designed and the way our social media are designed are very powerful forces in that. And at the moment, they are influencing and rewarding and incentivizing all the wrong kinds of behaviors. So yes, of course, the individual you know, has has a certain amount of power to choose how they act and collectively have a certain amount of power to choose how we act. But we have to recognize that we are conditioned and we evolve in response to our environments and our contexts. The beautiful thing about being human, of course, is that we design our own contexts. We design our own environments. And I think when it comes to money and social media in particular, we need to be conscious about how we do that. Um, because until we get there, of course, changing your behavior is going to be difficult. Um, you know, and and that's that's we have to almost give ourselves a certain amount of sympathy for that, and then you know be grown ups about designing these powerful tools. Mm. Uh, I'm wondering how to how to take a beach token to an average consumer when uh, you know he or she is paying with a probably with a credit card or debit card anyway. But you, if they have touched the money, it's their national you know currency in their hand. The, the kind of concept change in their mind that they would be paying for in something, you know, third. I mean, we have had some kind of, you know, Bitcoin payments and, and Bitcoin is probably the, the only thing kind of outside the old money world, which has reached some kind of point where people understand, many people understand that people can pay with it. But if, mm-hmm. you, if, you, if you come to the market kind of with a new solution, new currency, what do you think is the kind of the key of actually you know, breaking through that uh, maybe mindset barrier of an average consumer? Yeah, sure. Well, first of all, it, it is worth noting that, um, you know, it's a long journey to gain generalized adoption of a new currency, right? So we have to be honest about how tall the mountain is there. Um, but I think, to be honest, you know, the fintech revolutions of the last 10 years have kind of done half the mindset job for us. I mean, like you said, we used to pay with cash. I mean, in my lifetime, I paid entirely with cash when I was young, right? And suddenly, you know, you can pay with a card, contactless, and now I can pay with my phone. So actually, people's understanding of how one can pay and what is constitutes real money has already shifted a mile. Um, I think in our case, it's really just a question of getting our currency into the hands of the people who care about the planet, care about the oceans. Um, and we do that with our social media platform. Anybody who registers an action on Beach Action now um, will earn a Beach Token as a reward, as um, like an incentive for their action. So once you have it in people's uh, wallets, um, or actually in their Beach Bag in this case, um, then of course people will look for ways to use it and look for ways to spend it. Um, and that, of course, is is down to us. And you know, we've, we're launching our beach shop in Q1. Um, we've already got ten or twelve um, brands signed up and growing all the time. Um, and then the sort of second phase, or happening in conjunction with that, is to create uh, what we call geographical hubs adoption. That is, pick an actual physical location or place 
um, and then really work to create enough spending opportunities within a certain area. Um, first and foremost amongst those will probably be in Lagos in Nigeria. Uh, we have a partner there who's building a mall out of discarded shipping containers. And wow. so they'll have bars, shops, restaurants, all that kind of stuff. And all of them will accept beach token as payment. Um, and of course, and the beauty of that is that it's on the beach, the development. Um, and we can actually ring fence any of the transactions fees that we earn from those transactions. We can use them to clean the local beach and pay local people. There's a kind of um, inherent benefit or advantage if you're a jurisdiction or a place that wants to adopt beach token. Because yes, we're going to keep all of the funds, local environmental initiatives and local employment. Mm. But are you integrating it then to the payment cards or how do people actually you know how do they actually will be paying then so they'll be paying with beach pay at the moment um which uh, is this app but, i explained that oh you can yeah send okay it. the application okay yes yes yeah so beach pay you can send it back and forth you don't need a crypto wallet it's very low friction it's very easy to use you just need an mm. email sign up of course the, the the end goal the vision is that i'll be able to pick up my phone just like i do google pay and go boop, and pay just about anywhere you know mm. eventually we want to be able to integrate with shopify we want to be able to integrate with paypal we want to be able to integrate with um people's websites with card machines you know all the rest of it mm. um but you have to get uh, you have to be i think that you know the way that works is that you get so big that these people come to you <laughs> Um, I think if I go to iZettle now and say, can we include beach, beach token? Then they'll probably say, you know, no. <laughs> <laughs> if they bother to answer, right? That's exactly. the challenge with the sm- kind of the smaller companies. But this yeah. kind of this kind of comes to the you know, almost the whole point about what we're doing. At the moment, we're, our entire economy is stuck on one set of rails. Mm. Um, yes, okay, I can pay with plan or i can pay with you know um paypal or i can pay with whatever but actually we're kind of stuck on this one set of rails and there are a certain amount of centralized gatekeepers who are creaming off all the profits i mean visa or mastercard take 1.5 percent of basically every transaction for what what are they doing you know they probably have about five employees just going like this it's it's ridiculous and i get that they're providing a valuable service but you know the technology's evolved to the point where we don't actually need them But in order to break that kind of monopoly, we actually have to create a new set of rails, um, if nothing else, so that they they up their game and start actually, you know, um, doing something good with all that money that they're making. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's definitely it's definitely a long journey. But I think it's just very important to realize that just just the design of our pounds and dollars themselves, um, the way they are, you know, created with debt and interest itself fuels all of the environmental and inequality problems that we see around us you know from house price bubbles to everything mm. so there is no sort of solution to all our problems without going to the heart of redesigning what money is and how it operates um so i don't see a kind of other option and even if that's a very very ambitious goal if you're at the bottom of a dark cave and you can only see one chink of light where do you aim for right so exactly. it's got to be done Exactly. Um, looking forward uh, in 2023, you mentioned in the Q1 the launch of their own uh, shop. Uh, what are the next kind of challenges for you guys or the, or the bigger things to milestones uh, looking forward? Yeah, so Beach Shop, uh, Q1 for sure. Uh, we're starting to sell CSR packages as well because we have this network of, of small grassroots projects all over the world. 
um, I actually uh, sponsored a beach clean with our partner in Kenya as a Christmas present for my sisters and my cousin, right? Um, and it come with a nice personalized video saying Happy Christmas, Lucy and Laura and Sophie. You know, so you could start to see how we can use our network to actually package CSR um, offerings to companies or even to individuals. Mm. Um, kind of related to that as well is uh, Beach Carbon, which we'll, we'll, we just received a $25,000 grant from Future Quest to develop um, also in Q1. Um, that's basically a tool for small uh, scale indigenous communities to mint their own carbon credits as nfts um bypassing again all the kind of middlemen and gatekeepers that take all the value and that will also allow individuals to you know offset their own individual carbon or companies to offset their their carbon footprint um, and that will also be available in sort of q1 as well um and yeah then there's just uh you know there's there's other things we we'll launch down the line a freelancer portal for example but I think those three things, the CSR packages, um, the carbon, beach carbon, and also um, integrating rewards into beach so that any action anywhere can earn a reward. Um, and, and those rewards will soon start to be sponsored by corporates as well. So, for example, you could put a plastic bottle on the beach put a pin in the map and you earn some beach token but it might say ah oh, this beach token has been uh reward has been sponsored by the bar down the road which accepts yeah. it as payment or by this online brand that is trying to market to you for whatever reason right or this or this bottle on this beach is a coca-cola bottle coca-cola is happy to pay for it through the beach token for you to pick it up right well exactly exactly i mean the, the possibilities are limitless um, and I think that's really the most exciting thing for me is this integration between, you know, what, what do companies want, right? They want to look good and they want to have, you know, logo impressions. And, you know, what do people want? Well, they want clean beaches um, and they maybe don't mind picking up the, the plastic. But you know what? It'd mm. be nice if you could get a dollar for your work as well. So exactly. you can just bring these two things together to get everybody what they want and change the landscape of incentives. So actually, it's in your interest to recycle. Mm. It's in your interest to uh, eat a vegetarian meal or whatever it is. Mm. Uh, good stuff, Rob. I hope the, our adventures will be successful. And thanks for joining us at this uh, podcast. Oh, thank you. My absolute pleasure. Welcome to Transforming 45, the podcast that celebrates the incredible power of passionate voices. I'm your host, Lisa Boat. Join me in conversation with heart-led humans who share their deeply personal stories of transformation. Transforming 45 is here to uplift, connect, and remind you that it's never too late to write your next chapter. So get ready to be inspired, empowered, and transformed. Join me in this community where through powerful storytelling, we heal and reclaim our inherent magic. Electric acid. Electric acid.